Welcome to Jess Williamson, the podcast where we build businesses for life. Hello. Today I have a very special episode with my client, Belinda. She is a flamenco dance coach. How freaking cool is that? So every day she gets to teach people how to master the art of flamenco. And she is an absolute expert in that. But what we're talking about today in our episode is actually when she came to work with me inside Business for Life and her incredible growth through overcoming her self-doubt, overcoming her fear of being seen and utilizing that newfound confidence to actually grow her business. So if you've ever felt self-doubt in any sense, whether it comes to your pricing, being seen, standing out as a leader, charging your worth, celebrating your success loudly, literally anything to do with any element of self-doubt, then today's episode is for you. And we're actually breaking it down into a really easy to follow four-step process. And Belinda shares a really powerful activity that I did with her throughout the program that you can utilize for yourself too in those moments where maybe you're just feeling like things aren't moving how you'd like them to. So let's dive into today's episode. Hey, Belinda, I am so excited to chat to you on today's podcast. Thanks for joining me. Hi, Jess. Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to this for a little while. Yes. So we obviously work together in Business for Life and some of my other programs as well. And one of the most incredible journeys I've witnessed for you has been just stepping into allowing yourself to be seen, stepping into that confidence, and then the flow and effect that that has got to have on your business and the incredible opportunities that have come your way through that as well. So I really want to unpack that for anyone who's listening to this episode who maybe feels a level of self-doubt or wonders if they can, you know, step into their wealthy woman era or have, you know, international opportunities to be seen on the biggest stage, but maybe right now feel a little bit stuck and they know that they may be holding themselves back. So to start with, I would love for you to paint a bit of a picture of where you were before we potentially met. Or even at the start, I remember there was a bit of resistance around allowing yourself to be seen. So I think a lot of people are going to really connect with where you're at there. Yes, certainly. I started my flamenco coaching business about four years ago. And I thought it would be very easy to do because I do love to perform and I love dancing and I've danced ever since I was little. And I liked the idea of yeah, putting videos out there, but it actually turned out that when it came down to it, I actually was too scared and I didn't end up putting out very many videos of myself. And each time I did, I would overthink it a lot. And it took me a long time to post anything. I would over edit it and it was not fun. So that's how I started before I came along to joining Business for Life. Yeah. And how was that impacting your business? Well, my business was not taking off. I was not getting visible. Hardly anybody knew about me. So yeah, business was very slow and very hard. And I felt like I was doing a lot of work and not getting the results to show for it. So it was quite disappointing and 
and I didn't even know that it's because I was hiding, to be honest. I thought I was doing all the right things. <laughs> yes. And I was just about to say that because so often when we have this element of self-doubt or we're doing all this work in our business and we're kind of wondering, why am I not seeing the results? Like what is actually happening? Pretty much 99% of the time when I work with yourself and with other clients, it's mindset. But the challenge with mindset and self-sabotage is it is happening subconsciously. Like we're not even aware. And you've probably heard my journey as well. Every single time I go to level up, I didn't realize that I was still playing small in some area or not allowing myself to be fully seen. And I think every new level, regardless of whether people feel like they're ridden with self-doubt and feel stuck, or if they're further along in their journey and they've busted through a bunch of that, I believe we all still have levels of allowing ourselves to be seen, vulnerable, open, and playing that bigger game that we know we're capable of. What was the the telltale signs for you where you thought, okay, maybe I need to look inwards because it's so easy. And when we live in an era where there's a bajillion social media posts every day saying, hey, it's your strategy or, hey, you should do this exact thing or post a little bit more, it can be so easy to say, oh, I'm not doing enough of the external things. But obviously there was a point where you said, Hey, maybe, maybe I need to look inwards. Maybe, maybe I'm capping myself. What was that moment? Because that is the key. Once we start to look inwards, we can really start to shift some things. Definitely. Well, I I had been following you for a little while and I had already created my courses and they just weren't being seen. And so that's where I had to sort of say, well, what's going on here? Because I've done the work. Why isn't anybody signing up? And as I was following you, a lot of your messaging was resonating with me that, you know, I was not getting the signups and the followers and the audience. And so I did join a couple of your masterclasses and programs. And through that is how I actually realized that it was to do with my inner mindset before that I actually didn't know because it was all very subconscious. So it was through your programs that I worked it out. And it's also been a really long layering process as well. So I would uncover a little bit and then I would think, oh, that's great. I've figured it out. But then there was, something else would come up and I would be stuck with a new block and you're able to help me figure that out as well. So I've had a few layers <laughs> that I've uncovered and through that process, things have just gotten so much easier. Yeah, massive. So obviously the very first step to shifting any self-doubt or any self-sabotage is one saying, hmm, how am I potentially creating this reality? So looking inwards, that was step one, which was amazing. You were inquisitive because while we have those barriers up and we say, it's not me, it must be my pricing. It must be my reels are not getting in reach. Then we actually are still handing away our power to external things. So step one, you did, and you came in and so ready to receive because sometimes it can be hard to hear these things. Like maybe it's you. (laughs) And we all sometimes have, you know, I even am like, don't tell me it's me. (laughs) It's not me, but you came in so open. The second part, to all of that is then we need to actually dig deep and understand what is going on that is unique 
to you throughout your life experiences, what the beliefs, the shadows, the things that you've created to keep yourself safe. And for everyone, it is so different. I can't sit here and give everyone listening a list of these are the 10 things everyone has wrong with their mindset, because while there's elements of self-doubt or fear of being visible, everyone's are completely different. And I actually find there is so much value in you sharing yours, even though they're not necessarily going to be the same challenges or beliefs or shadows that everyone else is going to have. At least it starts for everyone listening, getting them thinking. And there may be someone listening who's like, oh my gosh, that is exactly what narrative I've been holding on to. And there's so much power in sharing that as well. So if you're happy to, can you share like maybe your top two mindset blocks that we were able to unearth and shift for you? Definitely. So I guess when I first joined Business for Life and you did give us the business audit, one of the first things you did notice, which I hadn't noticed, was you said, well, I don't see you on your Instagram feed anywhere, Belinda. You you're always sharing other people's things so you're not really putting yourself out there and the funny thing is that I actually thought I was and it certainly felt like I was exposing myself so that was one tip is I was just not even visible on my own Instagram feed and I was definitely scared to talk on stories or show my face on stories. I actually forgot that that was, I forgot that you were there. I remember writing that now and now it just seems so wild because I'm seeing your beautiful dancing videos all the time and that's so incredible even just for me to remember that as well. Yeah, so I guess what led up to that is, well, from growing up, there's been a few people in my life who close to me that have been jealous of me just from being myself and using my natural talents. So being good at maths, not having to study too hard at school, being a good dancer and different things like that. Things that are easy for me that come easy to me. Other people have then gotten upset about that. And so I've taken that as, oh, I upset other people and and that upset me. And so I learned from a young age not to shine too bright, I guess, and to not be upsetting, making other people jealous. So I over time ended up really going into my shell and not being myself. And that carried through to adulthood. So I didn't quite know that, but it also came up in adulthood as well. So I've had other people, not just as a child, but also as an adult where they've been jealous of me. And I really hate that feeling. So I've I'm not trying to make anyone jealous or I'm not trying to be better, but I am always trying to be my best, but then I don't want to be my best because it's going to create tension. So that's where it started. So just noticing that and realizing that's how it all started was really the tip of the iceberg for me. And another big thing for me was just this idea that you know, I didn't have anyone's permission to go out and teach flamenco. And am I going to be stepping on somebody's toes? Is somebody going to turn around and knock on my door and say, what are you doing? Uh, We didn't give you permission to do this. This is my turf, my territory or something like that, which is, I guess, quite silly. (laughs) 
<laughs> no one's really going to do that. And that really subconscious fear has stopped me from posting. So I, you know, I didn't like to post on my Facebook. I'm always very private and I tried to stay away from Facebook because that's where most of the people that I know in real life hang out. <laughs> and I liked uh, spending time on Instagram because I did feel like I was less known there. But at the same time, I was still too scared to post myself and post my dancing for the fear of judgment as well. So that's another area where I've had to really accept myself is that I've always chosen my most perfect dancing. And, you know, that's really unattainable and very stressful. And as a result, I don't go out there and I do hold myself back. So I've really just decided to accept that, you know, I'm doing my best. My best is fine. And yeah, I don't need to be the best or be perfect. And that is good enough. So that's that's where I started uncovering the layers. And that's another area where you really helped me, Jess, is when you read our onboarding forms. And I wrote in my onboarding form a few different pieces about my business. You picked up that I didn't think I was good enough. And so I didn't actually know that about myself. But having you reflect that back to me has showing me that yeah that's why I was also staying small and safe and all the things as well as you know the not trying to make anyone jealous or upset with me it's also because I didn't think I was good enough and you gave me this fantastic exercise to do which was to journal twice a day on how much I do know how I am good enough and yeah after a week of doing that my mindset was flipped and yeah it's really hard to remember what it was like beforehand so so incredible and you know once we bring those deeper patterns self-sabotage and understand what is the underlying narrative what were the experiences through my life where I've built up this pile of evidence that says it is not safe to be successful it is not safe to stand out to be a leader to own my space and once we start to uncover those narratives then we get to rewire them and often I think people even overcomplicate the mindset process because the hardest part is uncovering what is it and what is the absolute unique narrative to you because we could have stopped at I'm not worthy I don't think I'm worth you you know I don't think I'm an expert enough but that's very surface level and if we just worked on that you'd be like I still don't believe it it's not working at that deeper level but because you had that awareness of okay I see where in my life I've been taught this is not okay now we get to make conscious choice to rewire it and I love that you brought up that journaling activity. So for everyone listening, if you ever have a level of self-doubt or if you ever have any part of you that says, oh, I'm not worthy of charging more or showing up in a certain way or being that leader, what I got Belinda to do was journal and look for all of the evidence and proof that she already was that leader. Looking for where she had helped people improve with their flamenco, looking at all of her experience, years and years of experience and journaling on all of it. Because when we journal, our brain can no longer argue with itself because we can physically see it and it believes that it is real. And the fact is it is real because we're looking for all the actual tangible evidence. So that's going to be a really powerful activity for anyone else that's maybe feeling there. So the first step is saying, Hey, where am I maybe creating this? The second step is saying, okay, let me dig a bit deeper. The third step is really understanding what is my unique narrative 
What are my unique experiences that have created this? And the fourth step is that rewiring process. A huge part of that rewiring process is making a conscious decision every single day to take a new path. That's where the work really starts to begin. So for you, Belinda, on this journey, once you'd kind of uncovered a lot of those things, what did you then have to do and what did that look like on the daily? Yeah, so after uncovering all of those things and doing the journaling twice a day, which was amazing and I've used it since, I was going to start to challenge myself to talk on stories and that's where I found that I was hitting another roadblock, which was overthinking. So it would take me two days to think about it (laughs) before actually doing it. And then I would do the talking and post it on stories and I'd feel so good. It it turned out really well and I'm watching it back and I'm going, wow, that looks really good. (laughs) What was I even worried about? And I'll be thinking, I'm going to do this again tomorrow. It was that fun. Then tomorrow comes and I didn't do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it the next day instead. And then another day passed, another day passed, and then I would get back into that trap of overthinking. So that's where I think I went into the messages and just said to Jess, you know, what's going on? I just, I really want to do these stories, but I'm always feeling bad about it. And and you just uh, mentioned that I should ground into the fact that I have done it once. You said I'm looking too much and thinking too much about what if I don't do it? What if this and what if that? And you said, just ground into the fact you did do it. It went well and, and think about that. And when you do want to do a story, just do it then and there. Don't give yourself room to overthink. And that was magic for me because ever since then, I literally don't overthink very much at all. So when it comes to doing YouTube videos or making posts, I used to overthink a lot and, you know, spend hours deciding on colors and which title and all these things. Now I just write it out. It's good enough. (laughs) I'm good enough. It's good enough. So my productivity has really gone through the roof and that for me has been one of the best things I've gotten out of business for life is just getting rid of that overthinking. Yeah. I think that piece that you just said is the most underrated thing for more success and more freedom. And through Business for Life, we're obviously working on how do we grow your business and have more freedom and time for life and peace. Number one is peace. Can we have more peace? Because we don't need to be stressed and anxious every single day. But the second part is that I believe 90% of business owners overcomplicate things. One, because we want things to feel hard so we feel worthy. Like you shared at the start, one of your narratives was if success is easy, then I'm not as deserving of it. And so, you know, we overcomplicate things or we overthink things. And that just takes a whole lot of energy and time. And maybe a task that should take one hour ends up taking us a whole damn day. Then there's no time for the beach or, you know, spending with your kids or any of that incredible life because you've literally had the same output, but the energy that it's taken is so much more. And so all of the incredible work that you've done in mindset, although it's not directly related to how do I be more productive, it just equals productivity anyway. Very much. Yeah. And it just makes business feel so much more light and fun and I can be me. Like I feel like I'm being more authentic because I'm not overthinking it. I'm not trying to figure out, well, what's the other person wanting me to say? How can I show up and be who they want me to be? It's more about what do I want to say? If I was talking to my best friend, how would I say it and do that instead of trying to be this professional persona, perfect persona or something like that. Overthinking is horrible. (laughs) It's lots of energy. doesn't make you feel good. I hate it. (laughs) No, 
And the good part is now you can say, okay, I now I'm aware when I might be overthinking things and you can either dig a bit deeper or you can just make a conscious choice in that moment to stop overthinking. You know, I am good enough. It is good enough. I love that motto that you said earlier. So in amongst all of that, feeling more rock solid, getting more productive, what were some of the other opportunities that came as a result of you just allowing yourself to be seen, allowing yourself to see your value? your expertise and showing up in a bigger way. Cause I know right now, one of your big goals is to absolutely dominate on YouTube, which I am so excited for when just a few months ago, you didn't even have your face. When you do dancing, you didn't even have any dancing on your Instagram account. And now you're like, let me be a YouTube star. So what other kind of opportunities have come from you allowing yourself to step into that? Yes. Well, I did start my YouTube channel four years ago as well, when I decided to do this flamenco business and it was really stop and start because doing one video would take a whole week and a whole lot of energy now I can whip them out (laughs) so quickly it's really good but in terms of uh, other opportunities one thing that I did do which really surprised me was one day I decided I'm going to do a live round of my online course which is something I always thought I will never do that because I just feared getting up in front of people on zoom and hosting my course live where people could talk to me, question me, maybe find find out I'm fake. You know, you have that fear. And I just wanted to hide behind my online course. But yeah, I got the courage and I did no overthinking. It was just one day I thought, well, yes, I'm going to do this. And the next day, I it was probably even the same day, I put out a post, I'm hosting an, a live round of my course. So that was awesome. And that went ahead last year. And I just yesterday put up another post because I'm going to do another round starting in February. And I've also booked three live rounds as well because it was a lot of fun. And I had a great time connecting with my students. And yeah, it's not scary at all. <laughs> and I do know a lot. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was good. And that so that's really helped my confidence a lot. And it's given me lots more evidence to show myself that, you know, I can do this which is what I thought at the start, but why I started this business, but just took me a little while to get over those blocks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so incredible because like you said, you had your self-paced course and you were kind of feeling a little bit of that stagnant energy with it. And, you know, sometimes, you know, courses are amazing, but then sometimes, you know, getting to connect with your clients in that live aspect is so much fun as well and allows you to feel more connected with them and your business and really understand what they need more as well, which then in turn allows you to serve them better, get them better results. Everything just grows from there. So, oh my gosh, I am so, so excited to just see what the next few months brings because how much I can't believe I actually forgot you never used to have your face on your Instagram. <laughs> like my mind is blown that how much you show up and share your incredible talents and gifts in your flamenco and just inspiring and teaching so many others to enjoy the art of that as well has been incredible to witness. Do you have any final tip or takeaway that you would like to leave everyone with? I think my tip would be if you are feeling stuck and you feel like you have an invisible block, definitely do the mindset work. Having the strategies is great, but if you don't have the mindset sorted out, it's just going to be hard work to do the strategies and they may not even culminate in the results that you're wanting to achieve. So the mindset is just so, so important and you end up with a great life 
life all around, not just in business, but yeah, life as well. It's um, it's amazing. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you so much for sharing your journey and being so open to sharing that as well. Where can people get some of your magic? Where can everyone check out your YouTube, your Instagram and your incredible course? Sure. So I'm the Flamenco Coach and that's my handle on nearly all my platforms. So I'm on YouTube, the Flamenco Coach, on Facebook as the Flamenco Coach and I also still post on Instagram at the Flamenco Coach there as well. Amazing. Makes it easy. We will have all of those links in the show notes. Everyone can come and connect with you. But thanks for sharing. And if you listening have enjoyed this episode, then please make sure you share it on your social media and tag me at Jess at Winston 8 and Belinda at the Flamenco Coach. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. I hope this episode has brought you so much inspiration, igniting that fire under your butt and giving you some clarity to go and implement into your business right now, because without implementation, there is no reward. So if you have loved this episode, thank you for hanging out with me today. And if you would like to go deeper, I am updating my free trainings all of the time. The link is in the show notes and these are not your surface level free trainings. These are actual deep trainings that I share with my mastermind students. So if you would like to get some more guidance on your business, then click the link in the show notes and you can dive into some of my free trainings that I'm updating regularly. I'll see you on the next episode.